Hello everyone and welcome to the sixth episode of Dyslexia and My Experiences, a series where I basically talk about my experiences as a dyslexic young woman in her 20s, where I talk about different topics, how I've overcome them, what my challenges are, what strengths do I hold, and just a platform for us to talk about many different things dyslexia. And today's episode is all about sports, dyslexia and sports, what's my journey with sports and how has dyslexia affected my sports? It's a conversation that isn't really being had at the minute, so I'm here to start bringing up that conversation. So stay tuned and watch this space because there's going to be quite a bit more about dyslexia and sports coming up. So I guess to start off with was, what is my experience with sports? Why am I so passionate about it? And this is a bit of a throwback, bit of a story where when I was growing up, there was, sports was a massive culture in my family. Me, my uncle, my granddad would sit down and we'd watch it, whether it be football, which was very difficult because we all supported different teams, but you know, we move. Or athletics. Athletics was something I was so fond of and I loved watching it. And from a very young age, sport has just been something I've always gone to and I love to watch it. And I would watch it as a young person thinking, damn, that's going to be me. Um, fun fact, it's not. I'm not an elite athlete, which would be nice, but you know what? It is what it is. And I've always just had a passion for it. And this leads to... So sport leads to what it was like for me growing up. I've said in multiple of these uh, videos that I wasn't gifted academically. Um, being dyslexic, it was very difficult in an, education, an educational background and I always gravitate to sport. I played sport, I was good at sport, and that feeling of having a teacher say to you, oh, well, Zoe, you're really good at this, was a nice change, because I never had that in any of my other top topics. No teacher said to me, well, Zoe, you're actually very gifted in sport, never had it. So when you do get that tiny bit of praise, it feels so good. So I started to take sports very seriously when I was in school. That, as well as it was a relief, like I said, imagine, put yourself in my shoes where every other class you're going into, your teacher's giving you negative feedback. Oh, Zoe, you're not doing well. Why can't you grasp this? Why are you not good at doing something? So imagine constantly always having that, but that wasn't the case when I was in sport. I was always told, well, you do really well, stay positive, you're smashing it. So I put everything, all my energy into sport. And a lot of dyslexic people face this story, whether it's sports, whether it's creative arts, because we don't get the support we need in the education system and for your more academic subjects like um, maths, English, science, we do tend to go into the creative fields that whether it is sports, arts and crafts, drama, acting, we go to things where we can shine and I'm no different. I went to sport and I wanted to talk about that today. I thought I'd talk about what sport I did, what challenges I faced, because as a dyslexic person, you do actually face quite a few challenges. So for anyone that knows me, knows big netballer. I love netball. I don't play no more, but I used to. For anyone out there that is a netballer or has played netball, I used to play center, wing attack, wing defense. So anything running, I needed to let my energy out because I had a bag of energy. And that requires a lot of thinking, like any team sport. There's a lot of communication that needs to be had. There's a lot of quick fire decisions. This is where I still slowly started to get myself a bit confused because as a dyslexic person, 
processing information can be difficult and it's not my strongest point. So imagine I'd be in the game, we'd come off after a quarter, you'd have that huddle with your coach and the coach is saying, cool, I need you to do X, Y, Z. In my head, I'm listening, but that information has flown right over my head. Like I am no longer really getting what the coach is trying to say. So what do I do? Go back on the court and do the exact opposite. And the coach would not be very happy, let's put it that way. I'd always be told, oh, Zoe, you're not listening. You're letting the team down. You can't keep doing this. And it was getting upsetting because the one thing that brought me so much joy started to turn south a bit. It started to follow the same patterns of the people who are authority figures telling me, well, you're not too good, Zoe, or you need to focus more. And it did make sport less enjoyable at that point because it's not nice when you have someone that's constantly telling you, well, you're not doing too good. And these were actual challenges as a dyslexic person I faced. I didn't know at the time that processing was an issue. And I did tell my coach I was dyslexic and granted the coach didn't know too much about dyslexia. Even I didn't know too much about dyslexia. So I couldn't understand why it was affecting me so much. Another prime example was directions if anyone knows me you know my left right right left don't just tell me by locations like if there's something close oh turn when you see the mcdonald's or cross the road blah 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 imagine being in netball all i all i hear at the sideline is okay zoe zoe go left go left go left i don't have time to do this on the court i've just got to go for it and let's say 70% of the times I went the complete opposite way and everyone would just do this to me, like, you can't see. They'd be like, oh, Zoe. And it's like, well, dyslexia, that's what it does to you. And it's hard to explain that to people when you wanna do well and they don't get why you can't do it. It's very frustrating. And I think it's a conversation that we need to have because it's putting dyslexic people off sports. When coaches aren't taking the time needed to understand their player, it means you're losing out on some amazing talent. Now, I'm not saying I was the best of the best. I just truly enjoyed letting out my energy and having fun doing something different. But I do think there's a conversation that does need to be had in a sense where if we really focused on our amazing dyslexic talent, would they stay in the sport long enough? Would they not disappear like what I did? Like I said, I wasn't the best at it but if I had a bit more support who knows what could have happened right it's getting to understand someone's strengths and weaknesses which leads me onto the strengths like as a dyslexic player for netball I had so many strengths I as you know dyslexia one of our strengths is being able to see the bigger picture and on a netball court this is amazing especially when I was able to play one of the wings because I could step back and view everything I could think cool if I get that pass so and so can get that pass and then I can get the next one and I can I can visually see how it looks we're such strategic thinkers when we want to be and that whole perception of seeing things in 3d is so helpful so in that sense I was a massive asset to my team as well as being able I wouldn't say predict all the time but being able to figure out what that next play would be purely down to patterns. So it's another strength of dyslexic people that we hold. We're really good with picking up patterns, whether it be patterns that we see in numbers, patterns, just like general shape patterns. It's the exact same when you're playing netball. 
um, I was able to pick up on patterns a lot quicker. So if the team's doing that same loopy ball, or if, if it's always the same people getting that next pass, I would clock onto that a lot quicker than most people, and I would intercept. And that is a strength that dyslexic people, especially netball, have. Being able to predict that next person's move just because you're picking up on patterns, and it frustrates them. Because I remember playing netball, really being able to frustrate the players because I knew what they was going to do next. And that's purely because dyslexia has that strength of being able to pick up on patterns and work with it and make it work in our favour. So there's definitely strengths to being dyslexic. It's just you've got to utilise them. You've got to understand how they work. And that's why I really wanted to get on here and actually talk about the strengths that we have because we've got so many in sports and it's just a shame to see that we don't talk about dyslexia in sports. Dyslexia is not something that's spoken about often and it's a shame that it's not spoken about often because there's so much talent that we can bring and that's why I wanted to have this conversation today. Why do we not talk about dyslexia in sports? Sports can be a very difficult topic when it comes to progressing, moving on with the times. As a female in sport, for those that don't know, I used to be a sports therapist. I've been in the sport environment before and when you're not suited to it, it can be difficult. Granted, I think sport has the power to bring people together and it did that for me when I did do sports. As a professional, as a sports therapist, I never really struggled too much to connect with people because I loved football and we would talk back and forth about football, but it can be an isolating place. That's even without being dyslexic or having something different. And it leads me onto that whole conversation about who and when did we decide the word different was a bad thing. To me, the word different is not a bad thing. Just because someone does something differently, acts a little bit different, does not mean to say there is nothing, there is anything wrong with them. And it's something I really want people to think about, like really, when did the word different really be coined as a bad term? And I think with sport, we're still struggling to overcome this difference, whether it's difference in your sexual orientation, your differences in I am different because I have a learning disability. We still haven't quite come to terms with that in sports and it's, it's frustrating because when you take any of the other arts, there's such a open-minded response to it, like whether it be arts and crafts or drama or acting. It's so much easier to talk about dyslexia and any sort of neurodivergent condition in those fields, whereas when we're talking about it in sports, that's not the same. And it's a shame, but I'm hoping that the conversations that I'm bringing, the conversation that others, because there are others out there, there are some amazing sports athletes, sports coaches who talk about dyslexia, who are dyslexic and want to get that out there. There's some who are ADHD, autistic. There is a field, there is a space for us neurodivergent people within the sports environment. And we just need to make it our own. We need to be confident with what we're doing. But I think educate, educate the coaches, educate the people who are higher up. Because what 
they forget is their influence means a lot. When I was in that netball team, when I did make a mistake, when the coach would react badly to it, everyone else pretty much would because you follow, you follow by example, don't you? Whoever's at the top, you're going to follow them. And I think this happens in many different situations. So I just wanted to get on here today to just have that brief conversation to get people thinking. This is a topic that will be coming up a lot more in the content that I do, but I really wanted to at least start that conversation now and start planting the seeds that we do need to talk about sports in dyslexia more. I do know there's a link to it, and a lot of people I talk to, they go to sports or creative arts as a relief, and there's a reason for it. So I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation today. There will be the seventh episode, I know, can you believe it? Seventh episode, we're doing so good. In two weeks time, we'll all discuss another topic that's close to my heart, which I will pop, pop down in my description after. But with that being said, thank you so much for joining me today on this little mini conversation about dyslexia and sports. Always feel free, drop something in the comments. If you too have had an experience with sports, if so, what is your experience? And yeah, I just want to know more. I love when I get to talk to other people about their experiences. And also let me know if there's any conversations that you want me to cover, any topics that you want me to discuss. I'm always willing and open to learning more and sharing whatever I can share to get more people listening. So again, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.